0: So Warbster, uh, have you cleaned out your desk? Yep. Yep. Um, handed the keys into Warbster Manor? Uh, yes. Yes. I've uh,
1: taken everything and uh, given it back to supercars. Uh, I've got all my APN stuff now.
0: Right. Mm. I, think, I feel like we're forgetting something.
1: Mmm. No, I burned all those files. Right.
0: Um. The photos?
1: Mm, yeah, I'm pretty sure I shredded them as well.
0: Okay. Did Roland give you back his copies? Ah, oh, crap.
1: On this fifth and possibly last edition of the supercar to cast, Scotty gives it some jandal and f- no, the seamster takes over the show, social media is angry and about to blow, and we already can't wait for the next season to be Go! Yes, welcome to the Cast, the official podcast of the soon-not-to-be-unofficial rule of Australian motor racing. Me, the Warpster. Joining me is the podcast DSO, and DSO,
0: the championship is over, and what an acrimonious ending it was. Thanks, Warbster. Great to be here yet again at um, the final days of Warpster Manor. I uh, don't know what we're going to do next year. <laughs> we'll have to find somewhere else to record the podcast. In, in like, front of a billboard. In front of a billboard, dear. Ladies and gentlemen in uh, podcast land, uh, great to have you on board. Warbster, Newcastle, um, let's leave the acrimonious ending to a little bit later because, um, being the social media DSO, I've got something to say. Oh uh, Yes, well, I think we've got quite a lot to say about all that. But uh, for now, let's just get into the Newcastle Wicker 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 Chow wrap. Righto, the Super Coats Hire Super Newcastle Super Five Hundred Super Super Winners, winners. Jandal McLaughlin on the <laughs> Jandal McLaughlin on the Sun Saturday, and uh, not Jandal McLaughlin on the Sunday.
1: Jamie Wincup, for those playing at home those of you who have been living under a rock that was
0: a rather uh, contentious day that day so let's just start with newcastle mm-hmm. the the Monaco of the new south wales north coast they had a marina they had big boats they had hot chicks they had katie peck doing the most crappest intros and outros i've ever seen on tv they had narrow track They had a narrow track. We'll talk about the track a bit later. Let's just talk about the showcase that was Newcastle. Um, I didn't see any protesters. They cut that out of the footage really, really well. Mm. But massive numbers, something like 220,000. I think they either counted everyone's feet every day. But the numbers seemed a bit unbelievable. But had a few friends who worked it, absolutely loved it. Potentially the best street circuit in Australia Supercars, Street Circuit in Australia, are uh, better than the Gold Coast. Yeah, what do Al- you think? Albert Park? Oh, well, Albert Park's a bit special because um, because um, the Bernie cars, the, the used-to-be Bernie cars go there. Fair enough.
1: <laughs> no, Newcastle... Um was a very good event. I did think that there was um, a bit more emphasis on um, actual skill of the driver rather than outright speed or just squirt out of the corners compared to most street circuits. It reminded
0: Uh, me of Long Beach a fair bit. Yes, certainly. But with more up and down.
1: Certainly. I mean, anyone who remembers the original Long Beach when they still had Hill in it, Yes. That was probably probably very reminiscent of that. And I actually think that the um, run down the hill along the coastline was a very, very tough test of driver, craft, skill, as I said, rather than just squared out of the corner.
0: We'll talk about our favourite girl a bit later, but... Um... Yeah, I, I, I enjoyed watching Newcastle. Um, it, it packaged up beautifully for TV, which is what it's all about these days. There's mm-hmm. 241 million reasons that it's packaged for TV. I think everybody loved it. There was lots and lots of positive spin and some good vibe. Produced some great racing and um, in the support categories, as per usual, destroyed a lot of cars, I tell you. I'd, mm. I'd love to be master Bates at the moment with uh, selling uh, to, Toyota 86 bits into that series. Yeah, I reckon. So... Let's do some, some brief roundups from Newcastle. Mm-hmm. Uh, Toddy Hazelwood, congratulations to the young fella. Took a Super 2 title that, uh, unfortunately, Jack LeBrock threw away. Mm. Can't say much more than that. And, was it, a, uh, it
1: was a bit of an MWR on goal on that one. Oh, yeah,
0: absolutely. Um, mm. And the young boy... Will Brown. Will Brown, yeah. First race win. Um, showing some real potential. I like think you mentioned him in a... In a we, met, we, we touched base on him in a previous podcast... Um,
1: Definitely, with a, with a lot of the um, graduates going up to the uh, to the senior series, look at, look out for him next year. Uh, former former Formula Four champion um, acquitted himself very well everywhere he's ever been. Yep. I think he's probably going to be the next superstar in the making.
0: Yep, absolutely, and really, really great to see Stevie J uh, finally pull a, a national championship series uh, win together in uh, in Mustang Sally in the Touring Car Masters. I suppose it may have softened the blow for a bit later in the in the
1: weekend we 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 certainly hope so and what a moment it was when um bowie and stevie j um shook hands
0: yeah one car to the other yeah look and 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 knowing uh knowing the history having had conversations with both of those gentlemen face to face this year there's nothing but mutual respect and let's be realistic dick got jb to teach steven how to drive We've, we've touched on that earlier in the year if JB had to lose the championship, the only bloke he'd be happy to lose it to would be Stephen.
1: Mm, absolutely. Um, Stevie J, I mean, there's always that question with Stevie J's career. If, if he had had better cars, because at the end of his career, that was very much the DJR down period, yep. would he have possibly
0: done a little bit better? Oh, look, There's no doubt about it. The, the, the bloke can drive. Mm. Um, everybody can drive to a certain degree. Um, part It's about what gear you, you end up. Um, having underneath you, but um, but yeah, look, Steve can drive. Tax Douglas is that a typo? That might Robster? be. That might be
1: a typo. Is Taz that, Douglas. Is that
0: Tax Dodge? <laughs>
1: No, I don't think he's paying for his drive. Uh, Taz Douglas won the uh, LDM raffle this time and drove the 62 car, which, uh, as mentioned previously, has been vacated by um, its uh, season-long driver. Mm. Uh, Having been one of the cast of tens who has been through uh, the number three this year. Mm. Speaking of which, the number three was driven by Newcastle local and um, gym-sponsored man Aaron Russell.
0: I'm really disappointed you didn't use the term Novacastrian. Oh, they did that to death. Sorry. <laughs> so we've all look, impressions of the track. I think we pretty much knocked that one on the head. I like it. Of all the things I could possibly say about it, the one thing I can most definitely say is, it's about a hundred times better than Homebush. Oh God, yeah. And that wouldn't be hard. Yeah, I think the one
1: thing that they might look out for next year is actually um, the hairpin at the bottom of the hill towards the end of the lap. Um, they might look at reprofiling that because that is an overtaking opportunity if they just straighten up the entry to that corner a little bit.
2: Yeah,
0: and I suppose we do need to touch on uh, the surface tearing up a little bit on the Saturday. That's really, really disappointing. We, we've been through this at Bathurst. We've been through it at uh, at Simmons Plains. At Wynn, everywhere that's been resurfaced has had bitumen issues. You would think by now... They would understand the requirements for a v8 supercar racetrack Well, actually doing it a bit further out and giving it more time to cure well yeah well, you, you would think that um, that five or six four four or five months would have been enough but no obviously not
1: but if it makes any if it makes anyone feel any better i can remember the 85 belgian grand prix actually had to be delayed to a couple of months back because they relayed the track too late yep and that's formula one yeah, it was 1985. It was indeed. Yeah.
2: <clears throat>
0: Righto. Let's roll right into Saturday. Qualifying session. Vital for the
1: two championship protagonists and Scotty Muck got the better of it securing his 15th pole for the year. Winkup was fifth.
0: Yeah. A, a couple of highlights for, out, of, out of qualifying for me, um, that's uh, the Ricky Bobby of Australian Motorsport who I've just got the biggest man crush on at the moment. They, they rolled him out out of the pit lane. Um, off he went and cranked it to front row. That is David uh, Reynolds from Erebus. Absolute shining light of the second half of the series in mm-hmm. a, a minnow team.
1: Yes, um, you'd have to say that uh, Erebus is kind of in that furball for sort of best of the rest with uh, BJR, GRM, GRM yep. and Nissan when they feel like doing something.
0: Don't, well, listen, we're going to tee off later. Don't don't go early. <laughs>
1: off the line, Jandel ran. Yep. Uh, While Winkup tried to make places early, tried to dive on Caruso. They yep. got caught up at the exit of turn two. To,
0: to, to, I was nearly going to wear my top my Top Gear T shirt today, but to quote Clarkson, what was he thinking? Uh, I think he was thinking he wanted to get past and get closer to
1: Jandel, but he bent the steering had yep. nowhere to go after the Caruso went past him with a huge nudge at turn three yep. in, and broke his steering into that the wall the
0: and and essentially um, it, it looked like game over Wing cups quote well um, I shouldn't have been up inside the, the number 23 at turn three well duh yeah because you crashed and then you sat in the pits while they put a new front end in your car I think the thing is, is that I understand why he's
1: doing it. He is a racer at the end of the day, but the first cor- you don't win the race on the first corner or the second corner. No, he could have got Caruso anytime he wanted after the race had settled down. A bit. He, he had
0: oh. 90, he had 90 laps to peg his way to the front, hmm. and realistically, all he needed to do was get to a couple from the front and uh, let it pan out. There's a, there's a whole race. There's all sorts of strategies. Everybody knew it was a tight track. There were going to be safety cars. Mm. And there's a beautiful segue to a lap one safety car because our mate. Hi, Dale. Hi, hi Mrs. Wood. Hi, Dale. <laughs> so so Dale's got to turn eight, ran a bit wide and got concerted with uh, Taz Douglas and Bridie. And what I really, really liked was mm. there was a telling moment in the year for BJR. Tim Blanchard missed them. Yeah. Tim Blanchard managed to uh, managed to miss the carnage.
1: What- I would also point out that that was actually Taz Douglas and not um, his um, cousin who works at the ATO, Tax Douglas. Yes, thank you very
0: much. What was really interesting was the lack of power in the Erebus. Mm. Because... Dale put it into reverse and tried to reverse out, but he w- wasn't quite able to push the two cars that were still concertinated into the back of him off the wall. So uh, that, they, hence, must, they hence, must be
1: tuning for power, not torque. Hence,
0: hence, 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 causing uh, our friend to uh, deploy a, a, an ad brake car. So a couple of guys stayed out. Uh, Slade and Lounge. The Slade dog stayed out. Loungey stayed out. They led at the race start. Yep. Meanwhile, um, El Gizzle. Don't call me Gizzy. Uh, don't call me Gizzy. Can we, how many different things can we come up with this podcast? Why don't we count? Okay. we're <laughs> just... Bing, Bing.
1: <laughs> El Gizl jumped McLaughlin in the pits and started ahead of Reynolds. Yep. Uh, the man with the bowie beard—that's um Van Gisbergen. and he's got a very bowie beard these days.
0: Bing. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Managed to stay ahead. I'm of gonna get. Um, I am gonna get sick of it very soon. Yes, okay. 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 Um, stayed ahead of McLaughlin before a second safety car triggered more pit stops on lap 34 Aaron Russell broke his steering at turn 8 after getting it all
0: wrong funny about turn 8 there's a pattern for me Mm. wasn't that where the 86's went in well they either went in at turn 8 or turn (laughs) 6 Cami Waters my boy stayed out led the restart Um, everybody else pitted again they did their 120 litre drop but they weren't far enough they weren't close enough to the finish to get out there the Van minion Bing thank you st- struggled for pace complained about the car on the radio as he fought off McLaughlin who was doing some uh, some fairly impressive multitasking and uh, and our boy Ricky Bobby was just there or thereabouts giving him giving him curry
1: Waters and uh, Reynolds both petted on lap 49 with Davy undercutting the two molemobiles. mobiles
0: oh, was it an under- undercut or an overcut uh, it oh, was
1: an undercut it was a pit stop yeah it was a pit stop thank yeah, you yeah, yeah. Uh, yes, but we've got to get into the lingo So we sound like we know what we're talking about
2: Right, sorry yeah,
0: okay. You think we've got anybody fooled? Uh, if anyone is fooled, please um,
2: yeah, contact us <laughs> If
0: anybody is fooled, or if anybody cares uh, Just hit us up on the Facebook page Supercar Insiders So Louncy made a rare error Now here's he's. Can I put my stats nerd hat on? But I'll take it off quickly Go for it Louncy made a rare error and hit the wall That was Craig's first DNF for the entire season Nerd. Slade Dog, out in front. Mm. They were all chasing the dog. Yeah, made his, made his final stop on
1: lap 69 before rejoining the f- furball for third. Right. Uh, the chin wagon came off worse in the ensuing battle, dropping behind um, El Gizl Maximus.
0: Bing. Bing, that's four. Chaz. Five. And the surprise of the weekend, your girl. My girl, Samantha Decent. See, all you've got to do... To to get a driver to to, to just rise to the top, mm. is do a musical tribute on a podcast. Right, I'm working on that for next year. What rhymes with clowns? Frowns, clowns. No, no, no. He drives for Roland still. Frowns. Oh, good point. Anyway, McLaughlin closed in on Reynolds and took the lead on lap seventy two. J Moth, who had sadly been confirmed as. Uh, not going to drive for uh, Team Funky Gazza next year, had lost laps due to damage because he hit the back straight concrete well, and buried himself in a tyre wall. Yeah, pretty much uh, Moff's year. Pretty much, yeah. Uh,
1: if you want to know why um, Bieber's taking over next year, that's pretty symbolic of the whole thing.
0: Yep. And look, no slight on Moff. I think we might have made the call earlier in the year. Or it might have hit. might have ended up on the cutting room floor. He, he's not as good as his dad, but there's about four hundred and fifty thousand other racers who were never as good as his dad. I Correct. feel a bit. I feel a bit sorry for Moff. But uh, having said that, it's uh, we'll go through next year, and uh, it's going to be it's going to be a good year for the for the young blokes. I,
1: I look at it with Moff as he's a quick he's a quick driver. It can put laps together certainly, but how many unforced errors can you make? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, McLaughlin buggered off at the restart and uh, went on to win handily.
0: Yes, absolutely. So, but a fair bit going on behind. Um, well, Silvestro crashing out at fifth place after Slade did the gentlemanly thing and uh, escorted her into the wall mm. at uh, at turn twelve. Yeah, bit of a bit of a Slade dog act that one. Mm, nice, yeah. nice, beautiful. So, lap eighty one. What would have been the biggest drama on any other weekend when the uh, the gizzle de shizzle Bing. thank you uh, unloaded Davy at turn 8 typical bump and run into the tyre barrier he might have been dead to him before but I can tell you right now I'll run with this quote and you have all heard it David Reynolds quote I've been watching a lot of narcos and people have died for less uh, Pablo Escobar couldn't be reached for comment. And mm. uh, look out for some uh, Netflix sponsorship on the number nine car next year. Yeah, absolutely. He's, uh, he's, he's working that, uh, working that beautifully. Mm. Uh, Gisell dropped places to Coulthard Slade Holdsworth yeah, yeah. and deserved it. <clears throat> a short time later and a time penalty dropped him even further. Uh, While well, Dave did manage to recover it back to ninth. Opinions on the crash. Come on, what do we say?
1: Typical Van Gisbergen, really. Yeah. He's, uh, he's been doing a lot of it in the second half of this year. I mean, Sandown, Surfers, Pukkoi, like he Just every single race he seems to be running in the back of somebody. So,
0: I'd go so far as to say that uh, if he was a sprint car driver, he'd be more like Robbie Farr than Brooke Tattnall. Because Rob, Robbie Farr's renowned for feeding people a wheel. What's that got to do with supercars? We're in summer, my friend. It's sprint car season. Good point. Uh, the, 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 the Giz might be, you know, Mr. GT and Mr. Drift and Mr. Supercar, but um, he's fast becoming the dick dastardly of the series. And if he wants to be the most hated man, well, he's only got his teammate and his team owner to beat for that. So um, currently they're running one, two, three in the most. We might. There's, a, there's an Op Minion poll. Mm. Who is the most hated person in supercars?
1: Remembering that I'm leaving.
0: You're only leaving supercars, you're not leaving the page of the podcast, I hope.
1: No, no, just just the supercars. Yeah, it's okay. Well, I'm invalid to vote for them. I wasn't talking about you. Oh, you're talking about the other one. I'm talking about those other three. Oh, yeah, true, true. Anyway, in your podium, Jandel,
0: Fabs and the Slade Doge. Yeah, the, sl- the Slade Dog did very, very well to recover for third. Scotty McLaughlin, that was awesome. I'm so pumped. Whatever happens tomorrow, we've given it our best shot. And I think you shot yourself in the foot with that quote, Scotty. Cappy
1: repairing his car, setting fastest lap and finishing twenty first. The points gap went from Win Cup leading by thirty to Win Cup being seventy eight down, and to say the mole man was not impressed would be a mild understatement.
0: I absolutely loved it. I, I look I um I hate being accused of schadenfreude, but uh, the Saturday night when I'm watching the end of the telecast and reading all of the media afterwards, when Dane comes out with all three drivers screwed up and collectively and individually, we're not happy about it. um, I reckon the ass kickings would have gone through till about 1130 that night. Yes, I'm pretty
1: sure they would have set up the Red Bull soundproof booth for that one. Mm. Because they would have been screaming. Yeah, absolutely. So, as Roland wasn't very happy, the Jandal army waited for their final victory over the rising Triple Eight Tide on Sunday. But no
0: one, and I mean no one, could script what would happen. And the day dawned fine and sunny on Sunday. Qualifying was another Jandal demonstration. He pulled three tenths in the first sector, held out the gizzle for yet another pole. Dang. 26 this year, he'd polled positioned 16. That is a domination in anyone's terms.
1: Yes, poor Yubat probably lost a fortune on that one. Mm. Mm. And he followed that up with a glorious start, start to the race to outrun everyone and clear off out front.
0: Yep. Um, Simona pulled a similar move that Slade pulled on her on Sunday. Uh, on the Saturday, sorry. Although it was a slightly cleaner move. He didn't get punted. So, yeah, the scorecard was fairly square. We're going to talk about her a little bit later. Uh, we, we, we have a theory here at... Uh, at Podcast Central, but um, we'll, we'll go into that later.
1: And I think that it was um, very nice of uh, Skafe and Crompton to name that particular overtaking manoeuvre at that corner, the Simona move.
0: Mm, yep, mm. absolutely. The undercut by Reynolds gave him the lead. Scotty Mack put uh, more in than El Gizzo and still got out San Q and second, but copped his a PLP pit lane penalty for a speed limit infringement. And yes, Scaifey, I can believe it, although I appreciate the prosecution after the penalty was assessed.
1: Yes, apparently
0: We're, apparently Scaife
1: was asking us if we can believe it quite a lot. Yeah, can you
0: believe that? Oh, can you believe that penalty? Yes, Scaifey, we believe it. We, I will go into some detail a little bit later just for you, Mark. I hope you tuned in. Uh, whilst the CJT was losing their minds over that, uh, Cam
1: Waters gave Tim Slater a touch-up and spun him. Uh, no disastrous amount of panel damage resulted for once, uh so BJR got lucky and we hope that Peacock Peyton Pan will have a quiet holiday period.
0: Merry Christmas, guys. Merry Christmas, guys. We're gonna to have to find a new one for next year. Uh, so uh, Fab's out early, did a transaxle, so he was a, a nervous onlooker in uh, in the pits for the rest of the uh, for the rest of the race and sadly wasn't able to play tailgunner unlike the other Red Bull cars were for Jamie. Uh, yeah, uh, Mostert got pinged for uh, crossing the blend
1: line. Did race control wake up finally? Is there a blend line? Yeah, there's a blend line. Mm. On the inside. Oh. You know, the
0: lounge oh, line. No, hang, on, hang on, hang on, hang on. How isn't that sponsored by Nescafe Blend 43? It could be the Nescafe Blend 43 line. How haven't you sold that?
1: Mm, I'm going to have to get some different um, advertising minions next hang year. It right i think. now.
0: There's, got, a bi-
1: there's a billboard in that seems Seam- has got his work cut
0: out for has him. has he ever the Nescafe
1: cafe blend 43 line it's all right we'll, we'll take we'll take royalties <sighs> mm. uh, Jandal didn't curse over the radio about the penalty and started hauling in places although the first move was uh, on Courtney was treading on thin ice knowing JC's record with um such matters
0: yeah and look um, <clears throat> I don't know whether Scotty just went head down bum up um, or whether they selectively didn't play any uh, any car car radio but <laughs> He did go head down, bum up. He knuckled down. He knew what he had to do. He had to drive through the field. And he did. But. Mm. Uh,
1: Ricky Bobby Reynolds locked up under brakes and let SVG through, which I'm sure he hated. Oh, yeah. Uh, Also giving Wincup the opportunity to communicate in rear bumper Braille, which uh, he probably learned from his teammate Lounsey over Mm, the
0: years. Yep. Yes, Scafie, I can believe this year, and I can believe this championship. So don't ask me 50 friggin' times. Scotty Mack dived under Courtney doing what was termed the Simona move, Mm -hmm. and then he got Pi, Todd Kelly, Tanda, and took a huge dive on Simona doing a Simona move, but sadly it didn't pay off. He tapped a hand, the real DSO and IPO, and race director shot him a 15-second time penalty, which put him back into danger of losing the title.
1: Wing up, Jock Reynolds, uh, second stop using the overcut. Christ, now we're doing it. Jesus. Uh, having put in an extra 15 litres of first stop, and a
0: shuddering regret flowed through, wondering if Team orders will decide it. Yes. Cammy Waters lost the front upright, needed some attention in the pits. Lightning came out for a run after yet more into car contact.
1: Scotty Max started charging again
0: whilst uh, Mole Man ordered his soldiers into line with Cappy taking the lead. Yep, and we said it uh, in the previous podcast, were they going to run Tail Gunner? And they absolutely did, all the way to one of them ending up in the tyres at the end.
1: Another safety car after um, JC lost his muffler, the actual muffler, this isn't a euphemism.
0: So Pie and Bridie had brain melt um, and absolutely punched Jandal, damaged his rear, and all of a sudden, uh, J-Dud looked really, really good for a seventh.
1: The thing with uh, that was... I mean, it was a restart. Jandal had nowhere to go. like yep. they just crowded in on him, and that was four cars trying to go where only two cars were ever going to make it. Yep. And it wasn't... I, I didn't like the
0: move, and I'm surprised nobody got done for it, to be yep. honest. Scotty tried pretty hard to overcome the damage, but he dragged everything out of it that he could. And yet again... Your mate, Scaife, mm. reminded us that Scotty needed to pass the two GRM cars about 50 times. So, yeah. hang, on, whoa, hang on, is that 100 times he needed to get past? Mm, two no. times 50 is 100. Actually, I
1: think by the time he charged through the field, that was about how many cars he did pass. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Scotty dived on Tanda in a balls-out move uh, at the hairpin and somehow made it stick. Yep. I don't know how he did that because those tyres were pretty roasted at that point.
0: Yep. He tussled with Moth. Um, and then finally got around him at Turn 11. He backed it in sort of sprint car or motocross style. Those rear tyres were locked. Absolutely fried. Lowndes, got a run on him, tried it up the inside. Again, hang on a minute, that'd be a 888 team car playing the block.
1: Admittedly, he was on fresh tyres and had an absolute bundle more pace than everybody
0: else. Yep, so the jandal moved over, pushed the Smiley Minion into the wall. Not, not David. No, no, not David, he wasn't racing. Mm. Lost the right front. Spun into the wall. McLaughlin got a post-race penalty. And it was all over. Scotty's comment, I genuinely didn't mean to push him into the wall. Scotty, you ran him out of road. I'm going to go into it a little bit later, but you ran him out of road, my friend. You, unfortunately, did to him, in my opinion, the same as what Garth did to Fabs at the Gold Coast last year. You were you were holding line. You were trying to maintain position. You didn't make a definite change of direction, you continued on and ran him out of road on a curve, the mm-hmm. penalty the penalty was the absolute if I was a real DSO, I'd be giving the same penalty. I'm gonna be a bit fairer to him and say under the circumstances
1: he had to do it because it was championship on the line. But yep. he wasn't he wasn't gonna outrun Lance to the next corner. No. And once Lance was passed, that was it. Yep. By the same token, the penalty was absolutely fair.
0: Yep. And I suppose what's gonna be more heartbreaking? finishing 12th behind Lowndes and wondering hmm. or getting past Lowndes unfortunately causing Lowndes to fence it in a big way and then copying a post-race penalty pushing you further down is it more heartbreaking to lose by two points or by 22 points? Yeah, it
1: doesn't really make a difference your you're, second either way. you great, yeah, exactly. And he went, he went, He went and apologised to Lance immediately after the race.
0: Went to the garage. So
1: he knew he was wrong.
0: He knew he was wrong. Um, He he went up into uh, into Hell's Kitchen that the Triple Eight garage would have been for him at that stage. And um, I can tell you right now... I don't know if, if... If I was Scotty, I don't know if I would have... If I'd have the uh, the stones to to go and uh, walk up into the opposition garage to find Craig to apologise when they're all celebrating uh, J-Dud's number seven. But he did. It shows the mark of a man. He's all class. Mm. And his time will come. I will guarantee you that.
1: As I posted at the time, next year. Yep. He is going to absolutely kill them
0: yep. next year. Yep. So our podium was... Uh, Jay Dud, followed by the two new besties of all time, uh, the, uh, the Shizzle Gizzle and Ricky Bobby. Ding. So, Warbster, before we roll into the good, the bad, the ugly, and the meh, it pains me to say this because I just don't like him. But congratulations to Jamie Wincup on being the most successful touring car driver in this country ever. You might have the best car, but you have to be... The best driver to do it. This year you didn't have the most race wins, you didn't have the most poles, you didn't have the fastest laps. You had the consistency and you did very very well and a little bit of luck went your way at the end. Mm. You were still the winner and I congratulate you for that.
1: Congratulations on accumulating a championship much like Rick Kelly did Jamie.
0: Yeah but Jamie won races. There's a difference. That's true that's yeah. true.
1: Look I, I, look I get why people don't like Jamie because he doesn't seem to be a populist in the mold of a Lowndes or a McLaughlin. He's not there. Or a 11 or 14. No, I thought we were trying to not mention him. I didn't. Oh, yeah, okay. Um, But anyway, um, Jamie will go down as the greatest of all time. I don't think there's any knock on that. No. And
0: I think part of the reason that he's hated so much is because he's so good. Yep, yep. The same as people hated someone for winning Bathurst so many times.
1: Oh, yeah, I remember
0: that. You either love him or hate him. He's, I mean, look, he's polarizing. Simple he's, so. he's the Vegemite of V8 supercars. You either love it or hate it.
1: There's All righties. And an, an Roland will take the um, sponsorship um, percentage as well, mate. Yep, absolutely. Anyway, into the uh, good meh and ugly. Good performances, Warbster. I can
0: finally say something nice about Nissan. Oh, the JDM boys just... Come Thank on. you. Come on. Three of them made the Sunday shootout. Simona
1: showed her race craft and was running unfeasibly high the whole weekend for the fourth car. Yep. Caruso and Rick, fourth and fifth on Sunday. As a unit, they looked very good. Deserved more results for the strength they had, but finally, I can say nice things about them.
0: We're still going to shoot him down a little bit later. Yeah, true.
1: Team Forklift for uh,
0: fourth on Saturday. Whoa, whoa,
2: whoa, whoa, whoa.
0: You being nice to Team Forklift? Yeah. What's gone wrong to you? Did you have a chamomile tea this morning or something to keep you calm? You've said nice things about Nissan and Team
1: Forklift. It might be the solvents in the billboard making progress. Mm, process, I'm not sure.
0: And the Slade Dog for third. Yeah, yes. Third on Sunday. In yeah, the Met, Sorry, third on uh, on Sunday. That,
1: whoever wrote this script got that wrong. Yes.
0: Um, <laughs> Not that we're working off a script. We completely ad lib. It's all natural. Mare performances. Slade dog for escorting Simone Roo to the wall on Saturday. True gentleman he was. Mm -hmm. James Courtney was noticeably more rubbish than usual. They're looking forward to a big year next year. And they'll be looking forward to a big year the year after (laughs) The way they're going, they'll they'll be worth about 25 cents on the stock exchange.
1: Hang on, hang on. No, they'll get a third at about Simmons Plains, Winton area of the world. And they'll be
2: back. And they'll be back. And they'll be back.
1: Yes, and PRA,
0: overall, really, really ordinary.
1: Yeah, it kind of showed that um, on a fresh track, I don't know whether it was just because they didn't have the data from previous years or what the heck was going on let, there. Let, but...
0: let, let's not segue into that too soon, Warbster. Mm. Let's quickly go with driver of the weekend. Uh, Davey Reynolds. Yeah, my boy. Like, I've got a man crush on him like you would not believe. He's just there. He's consistent. He's quick with the lines. It's like being at Erebus is like, living back at home with mum and dad again, if you know what I mean. It's yeah. Just, everything's yeah. comfortable. He just fits with the team. He just gels with the team so well.
1: And you'd have to look at it as... Uh, compared to the um, two who were visibly quicker than him all weekend, how many unforced errors did he make? Yeah, exactly. every time he ended up in the wall, it was because or ended up in the wall or in trouble. It was yep. because of someone, someone else's else. actions, not his.
0: Absolutely. Honourable mention for the weekend. I've got to go with Nick Perkett. Yeah, sixth, sixth yes. and an eighth. Kept his nose clean. Drove really clever. Mm. And again, a new track. Got to sort it out in your head. You're not having. You're not having things pushed upon you by the race engineers, which is going to be another segue. I I would look
1: at it as, with Perkut, he was probably the best of the rest in terms of, you've got the top three teams and then the second division, if you like, and he was probably the best of the second division. Yep,
0: absolutely. And under the radar has to be, for the entire weekend, our girl, Simona. Hey, Simona. Simona so there you go a musical tribute and she shines I've got a couple of theories on this Warbster go for it righto we've already said new street circuit narrow bumpy up down a bit like Long Beach come from open wheelers but there was no existing data so it meant that whatever she told the engineers uh, how the car was working how she wanted it set up had to be listened to Mm. how is it she can go 24 of a 26 round championship and just appear like she's a backmarker. come to a brand new track with no data, give the feedback to get the car working the way she wants it, and was overtaking, was fast where she needed to be. Qualified well, got the results. Me thinks it ain't the driver, and now me thinks it ain't the car, because Matt White, we've said it before, Matt White Racing's proving that they're no slug in Super 2. I reckon there's a problem at Brayside with the way they are engineering these cars.
1: I don't know that being a new track was a hindrance to anybody, but it definitely wasn't to Simona and it wasn't necessarily even to the team because they didn't have years of technical data. I don't want to say holding them back, but... Yeah, it, I would. Okay. Well, it's... Clouding their
0: former... Uh, not 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 having an open mind. Mm-hmm. That's the nicest way to put it.
1: Yeah, I mean, Caruso is sort of in the same league as Mostert to me in terms of they're both just they'll, they'll just drive the thing. Yep. They don't necessarily have the technical ability. Rick really should be taking a lot more leadership than he probably possibly has.
0: So, so let's let's have a look at some nuts and bolts. Let, let's okay. talk about history uh, across the years. Jason Bright, Craig Lowndes, Garth Tander, all renowned, Stephen Richards. To a mm. point. All renowned as set up experts. They'll give all of the right feedback. They know how to work with engineers. They make the car work. I can remember watching Garth come in when he was at the Artist formerly Known a few years ago when they were fast. Comes in in a qualifying and tells them how he wanted the tyres rotated. He wanted front right to back left. Now he told them how to do it. Went back out and set pole position. The, the, the man has a natural feel. There are a lot of people that have a natural feel. It comes from Formula Ford, yep. not so much carts because you just get in and drive. Carts is where you have to be naturally fast. Yep. Formula Fords where you have to understand car setup. That all then that then opens out to other open wheel categories where you have to be able to feed back to the engineer. Hmm. Formula Holden, Todd and Rick both did. So I, I don't that I, this is the this is the great unknown the major question mark at Nissan. If you and Simona with his great long and strong history in uh, in open wheelers she should be and maybe it was giving the feedback that she wanted hmm. you know that it was bumping here that it was this you know that it was that it was that it was plow under steer exactly how she wanted the car
1: I think it's a case of they almost need to throw up this throw up the setup sheet and just go okay let's start from here and then wherever you say is where we go
0: here's a blank piece of paper because obviously they're they're chasing their tail and sometimes they're chasing it the wrong way hmm. um, and again as we said are the engineers listening? Uh, do, do, the, do the engineers at Nissan understand?
1: Then um, again, you go back to the Matt White racing example, which yep. has probably a minuscule budget by comparison and Nissan. And they're and faster. Yet, and, and a Bathurst,
0: they were what? A couple of tenths behind? If well, that. They were some, some laps were faster. Mm. So let's tease it out even more. Let's go to the commentary team. Scaife, Murphy, Larco, all strong open wheel history mm. really good at feedback renowned for feedback i don't know I, I, are we missing something
1: mm. it's a very interesting question and i think that looking at the relative performances of people that have gone through open wheelers especially um overseas i mean Lowndes, we can throw him in as well yep from formula 3000
0: J- jason bright a year in uh, u.s. Uh, Formula, Formula Four 2000. 2000.
1: Yep. And he drove an Indy car a couple of times. Yep. These are all learning situations that teaches you. And I can remember Fred Gibson saying multiple times about Scaifee. The reason Scaifee ran the Formula Holden or Brabham or whatever they were calling it back then. Formula was Formula Schenken, I think we collectively referred to them as, but that's another story. That's the one. But anyway, when he was running those cars, the reason he was running those cars is because Freddie Gibson was of the opinion that it makes him demand more of the setup in the V8. And you'd have to say, given Scophie's
0: record of success, he was probably right. Yep. Yep. Exactly. And when we talk about it, for another reason, I did some stats nerding during the week.
2: Nerd.
0: Um, twenty-six cars on the grid in in supercars this year. Ten of those twenty-six have been Australian Formula Ford champions. Another four have been three have been runner-ups, and four have been third place getters. When you take out Simona and a handful of Kiwis that never raced Australian Formula Ford, there's something to be said there. Mm. Well, hang on. I thought this category was useless. My mates at Cam seem to think so. Mm. So we need to go safety car boards and flags, safety car boards and flags, safety car boards and flags.
2: Do you like supercars? Do you like music? Are you sick of me asking rhetorical questions? Yes, supercars fans, Warbster Music in conjunction with Don't Call Me Gizzy Promotions brings you the hottest new album this Christmas, Shane Van Gisbergen's biggest hits. No, not the cars of Tim Slade or David Reynolds. Music lovers, the Van minion has handpicked classic Kiwi music tracks and dedicated them to the supercars family. This one's dedicated to all his fellow Kiwi drivers in the series. This one dedicated to his great mate, Davey Reynolds. And when the Gizzle decided to leave the Stone Brothers and Erebus, this is the song he was thinking of. Dedicated a special one for Simona Di Silvestro. Don't worry, Warbster, he hasn't forgotten you and your international expansion plans. And believe it or not, music fans, Davey Reynolds features again. I got you. That's all I want. And this one's got a special place in his heart from when he won the championship in 2016. Love over my She's a slice of don't think for a minute. The Giz Minion hasn't forgotten all you supercar fans out there. Oh. To the fuel guys on Gizzy's Pit Crew, here's a hot little number from the 90s. my, my occupation. Twenty years at the gas frank station downtown. I love the cars, you know. Without me they wouldn't go very far. I like And we can't say much more about this one except Bathurst 2017. <laughs> from a year plagued by break problems, too much yeah, yeah. and Davy Reynolds seems to feature a lot on this Dedications album. Thousands, 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 thousands. Yes, supercar thousands, fans, thousands, this great album's available wherever good music's sold. Check out your local brashes, Alan's Music, and I think I'm 20 years behind the times. Thousands.
0: Warpster, the news. Well, we've got
1: a fair bit of that floating around given the end of the year and everyone's looking forward to uh, 2018. Yep, got a couple cashing in their superannuation. Could say that. Mm. Uh, Jason Bright and Dale Wood have uh, both retired from full-time driving and are joined by Todd Kelly, who has hung them up to focus on running Nissan Motorsport. So, no, but
0: he hasn't. Because I read a little interview where he said, well, I haven't got any other job in the team um, I don't even know where I'm going to stand where to stand like in the garage on during races. Maybe you could stay home in Mildura. I don't think you could have any any like less influence.
1: I guess so that's that's going to be up to uh, Todd and his private
0: helicopter possibly. What, what I really do like though is that the impact this podcast's had. Yes. We've suggested we we have we, we've, we suggest- su- we've suggested in semi-jest some retirements and they've happened. We did a musical tribute, and she performed. This this is fast becoming the podcast of supercars. The podcast of omens. Of omens, <laughs> yes. Anyway. Let, let, oh, please don't say an eighth title then. <laughs>
1: Scotty Mac in 2018.
0: Scotty Mac. Alrighty, so yeah. And Todd had... An unusually, even he admitted it by his own standards. He had an unusually good weekend at Newcastle. He was one of the three in the um, top 10 shootout on the Sunday. Yep. And look, it is really... We've, we've stuck the boots into Nissan for for a number of reasons, but it's not because we hate Nissan. It's just we think they're an underperformer based on the budget. It was really good to see Todd go out on a high, and it was good to see the the personal side of Todd that we don't normally see. We saw Mrs. Todd and the little toddlers... Um, mm. Which was which was excellent, and um, having having the uh, daughter on the
1: radio at the end of the Sunday race was yep. quite a good moment. Unfortunately, it was overshadowed by other events. Yeah,
0: but that was and, that was
1: a nice moment as well. And
0: I think we we for, we forget that supercar drivers are just you know like you and me. Um, they've got families and kids and etc cetera, etc. Cetera. And I, and I wonder whether we forget that because there was a little bit too much say hi to Levi and Chili. Mm. And, and the human side of supercars gets uh, shut out a little bit. But no, look, Todd's had a budget behind him since day one, and that's been a good thing. The bloke can drive. Mm. The bloke can drive. You can't take that away from him. Any,
1: anyone who makes it to um, supercars and sort of does... What he's done and driven for, who he's driven for, yep. doesn't get there entirely
0: on budget. That no, does ca- have to be some ca- came line. out of holding young lions, indeed. So you know that's um, mm. th- that was that was the nursery category back in the day. Probably would uh, have done really well in 1997,
1: except someone stuffed it in the wall.
0: Yes, mm-hmm. bugs. Mm. Mm. It wasn't wasn't how good's this that year, bugs. I'm here to tell you, he's moving on, mm-hmm. and our boy Andre 3000 is taking over. Andre Heimgarten. Andre Heimgarten. For those who uh, who don't follow um, our uh, our stupidity. So
1: after brilliant drives over the enduro uh, season for BJR, stylish performances in Unzud. Yep. In of all things, a Toyota Camry.
0: And uh, it's a V eight Toyota Camry, no less. Hmm. And uh, and he's had a really strong year in Porsche. Uh, got dumped after last year or ran out of budget, or we're not quite sure on the details on yeah, that one.
1: That, it was LDM, I think, possibly. That was a poison chalice that he was had to be rid of in yeah, some respects.
0: Andre's certainly uh, fallen on his feet. That'll that that that'll be an interesting one to see how he goes in a car that should be faster than it currently is. So with we thumbs up or thumbs down on uh, Andre getting drive? Look, I'm, I can't say thumbs down. I, I'd hope Jack LeBrock would have got the Nissan drive based on the connection through... Matt White Motorsport, but um, I think good things will come for Jack. That's uh, that's going to be telling. But no, look, I, I think Andre's a, Andre's a wise choice. Mm-hmm. He's not a rookie. He's young, he's fast, and
1: I hope he does really well. I mean, look at the comparison in lap times between um, him and Slade at uh, the Gold Coast on Saturday in yep. the wet. Yep. He was right there. Absolutely, and
0: Slade's not exactly a slouch himself. And, and to credit where credit's due, he got hauled in um, and uh, at last minute to to, to co-drive um, after Ash Walsh's crash because of his injuries. So he's hardly sat in a car all year. hasn't tested a supercar. Essentially, been dropped dropped into it. The second day of Bathurst And has just done exceptionally well hmm. um, Hasn't fenced it and, and I think on the strength of that alone You'd, you'd have to say he was a chance
1: It definitely rose his stock And got him in the forefront of people's minds yep. um, Given that normally they're looking at Super 2 For these sorts of things But I think Andre is a very, very good shout And I hope I hope a lot that he does really, really well next year Because mm. it would be good for him And it would be good for Nissen
0: Yep and Greg Rust's leaving Supercars to pursue other media interests.
1: Uh, as one of the few bearable members of the Supercars broadcast team, I think him and Russell Ingle are about the only two, Yep.
0: Uh, we will miss Rusty and uh, we wish
1: him all the best.
0: Yeah, look, I um, I think Rusty will be missed uh, because unfortunately the others all just fit the same mould. He was the one that was a little bit different and he's done a lot in the media, uh, in, in sport media, over a long period of time, and and I hope he does well with with his other uh, with his new interests. I'm not sure what they are, but time will tell with that one. I think that all we can all we can hope is is that Lee Diffie doesn't come in to replace him. Uh,
1: no, I think he's making mega dollars in the states. I don't think he'll be
2: back. there yeah.
1: I think Rusty was probably the one that sort of brought the more journalistic edge to whatever he contributed to in the way of motorsport broad- broadcasting. Yep. Um, and I think the fact that he got along well with Barry Sheen's very telling. Yep. Um, but, yes, we will definitely miss him. We wish him all the best, and hey, we Bill, hope he comes back. What's Bill Woods doing these days? I think he's a newsreader. No, don't get him back. <laughs> Jeez, he was the biggest tool in history.
0: So uh, let's go into our next segment called Got the Arse. <laughs> are we leave that in or are we going to cut that out? <laughs> so Jimmy Moffat, uh, definitely gone from GRM as we made the call a bit podcasts ago. I think, I think we were thinking about about as far back as Sandown. Yeah, uh, replaced by uh, Jimmy Golding. Bieber! So, Bieber, keeping the, keeping the gyms. So, sponsored by Jim Spencing. <laughs> uh. Uh, so as we've been reporting, Moff's, uh, Moff's got a bit of Crystal Waters at the moment. Destination
2: unknown. unknown.
0: But he's crash at Newcastle, as we said earlier, has been indicative of his year as a whole. Mm. Oh, is it the car? Like, is, is it the poison chalice number? Because Scotty and Garth have had... Has it been the driver or has it been the car? Because Frenchie's fast.
1: Mm. Something about the 34. Oh, I mean, if they be Jar they would have had to replace the car and been able to take out the magnet.
0: Yeah, I don't know. New teams. New teams for 2018.
1: Uh, yes. Lucas Dumbrell Motorsport is now known as 23 Red. So that's,
0: uh... Is that a
1: roulette reference? Is it? I remember clothing being sold with that, um... 23? Hmm.
0: Translated into Japanese is... (laughs) 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 Nissan. So does that mean that they're at Kamikaze? Is that what the red is? Is it Nissan Kamikaze Red? I don't know. But they're driving a Ford, so it's blue. Can we just... Does somebody made a blue? Can they come up with a proper name rather than this, for goodness sake? And what does my head in is the car's already got a bloody number. It's 023. What's with these three-digit numbers? There's only 26 cars in the championship. How's this? Start at one, go to 26. Oh, no. No. Formula One did that. It was boring as hell. Okay, but what's with three digits? Okay, it does my head in. You've got a 23. Having a 023, I can tell you right now track side Marshalls are gonna have a nightmare next year with it first round I guarantee comms Channel race control point 27 there are two 23s out there mm. no point race control to all points no there is a zero two three with the Milwaukee sponsorship and there is a 23 with the Nissan sponsorship thank you no no further calls on this matter
1: anyway they are uh, relocating from nunnawadding to the grassy paradise that is kill Sife. the grassy knoll the grassy knoll actually i know a guy called knoll who works in kill <laughs> and uh he will be they'll, they'll be running one car does he have um, a beard no he doesn't
0: <laughs> guess who's ended up there the bloke that got done from techno the bloke that got the ass from techno will davison which means mrs oh. davo will still be on the team next year yeah so much for you know going overseas what was that was that was teasing There was nothing less that, in fact, I think that was technically, that was bullying because he knew he wasn't going overseas, so he teased us. He got us thinking we wouldn't have to put up No, I'll stop.
1: Actually, actually, I think it's more along the lines of, I don't know where I'm going, I'm just going to say something, and then Phil Monday gave him a call. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: Speaking of which, Phil Monday has taken an ownership stake. He actually has a panel shop in Kilsyth, and they have uh, secured, as we've mentioned a few times, uh, PRA equipment to replace the
0: ancient Commodores. Mm -hmm. Uh, We'll we'll see how Devo goes. um, Given the changes to the rules for Super 2 next year, they have to go to all car. Of the, only Car of the Futures are uh, eligible. So um, great to see the used car market working beautifully there. So we, uh, those two clunkers will be running around in Super 2 somewhere. Um, I'm still annoyed that Gary Jacobson missed out. Well, at this stage, Gary Jacobson has. The tip at the moment is Jack LeBrock may end up at Techno, but we haven't heard anything. that Through all of this, Techno have not said a word. Will Davison announced he's, he's leaving and he's at his new team. Techno ca- keeping the cards close to their chest. So. New teams, Matt Stone Racing will be stepping up
1: from Super 2 into the main series with an ex-DJR Falcon purchased recently by uh, an old name that's uh, come back into the prominence, yeah, James, uh,
0: James Rosenberg. Yeah, great great to see James Rosenberg. Long-term uh, philanthropist in the sport. Big supporter, proud South Australian. Really good to see James uh, back into the championship. Getting, we, getting behind South Australian drivers? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Tim Toddy, Slade? Yeah, Tim Slade, Nick Perkatt, uh now Toddy Hazelwood. So the car will be run out of the former Stone Brothers Racing Facility uh, by Matt Stone. There, there we, may be
1: some nepotism involved in that.
0: We've uh, Yeah, look, we've, we've, we've talked about it last podcast. The The difference now is that we know the Brytec... REC is only being leased, not sold at this stage, which means that they've got two, a two-year option on that and then it's got a, something else has to happen with it, whether Bridie sells it or not, is the question. Uh, notable end-of-season awards.
1: Uh, Ricky Bobby Reynolds won the Barrachine Medal and, boy, if there's anyone in the paddock who engenders the spirit
0: of Baz. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, look, you could just about engrave his name on it till he stops racing. Um, no, look, a really good one. Uh, Will Brown. Um, uh, won, won
1: the Mike Cable Mike Young Cable Gun Award Young
0: Unaward, yeah and uh, and Lounsey and Jandal won that. trying to put the PR disaster fire out award
1: uh, for that um, photo from the supercars ball that they have distributed widely trying to get people to stop talking crap on social media yeah
0: look and um, and with that we're, we're going to touch on social media a little bit later Scotty went and apologised uh, Craig understands the bigger picture and I think Scotty does too and uh, everybody let it, Let, it Let it go. Let it go. Let it
2: go. Let it go. Can't hold it back anymore. Let it go. go. US sports
1: car race and reigning IMSA champion, Jordan Taylor, is looking for co-drives uh, next year in uh, next year's Pertec Enduro Cup, as well as the uh, Dubbo Hill mm-hmm.
0: Um So he's got a Lamar, Lamar Daytona credentials. He'd be a natural for it. Former Cadillac and Corvette driver. The current Cadillac driver. Sorry, f- f- factory Cadillac and Corvette driver. Holden team jumping. Uh, Andretti and Andretti United soccer team.
1: I'm not exactly sure uh, what the relationship is between Wayne Taylor Racing and uh, Andretti in the states. Mm. I would have thought that um, well, Triple Eight's the obvious one because they've got the Holden money, mm-hmm. but. Any Holden team worth their salt so would probably be a good fit for him. He's a very, very good driver and a hilarious follow on Facebook All right. if you're looking.
0: I need to have a look at that. So, but let's just tease that out a little bit. Mm. If Triple Eight have got three se- three co-driver seats, currently currently filled by Dum Dum, Dum Dum with with Jamie, and then and look, we couldn't possibly kick him out because um, Simon and Garfunkel um, royalties will go downhill. Um, You've got uh, Stevie Richards with Stevie Lowndes. Richards with Lowndes. and Matt Campbell
1: with Van Gisbergen, but so, he's he struggled a bit. Well, so. Matt
0: Campbell's also had a call up uh, to next level European Porsche racing next year, so mm. he may or may not be a chance. That, you know, there's there's a potential, mm. ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> bookmark this one and watch this space.
2: Yeah.
0: Um, if, if, bit, if, if, if if if
1: this is correct, and he ends up driving with uh, Van Gisbergen. We will so be playing this next year. <laughs> oh, yeah. We'll be,
0: we'll be pulling this one from the archives. Um, a bit of news out of, G- out of funky Gazza Motorsport. Mm-hmm. Uh, building two new ZB Commodores. Not Volvos. No, not Volvos. They don't have a ZB Volvo. And Chris Pitha. Chris Pitha's um, been signed on already as a co-driver.
1: And if they put him with GT, now that Beaver's uh, in the other car that's a massive firepower for the Enduros.
0: Yep, absolutely. And again, they've still got David Wall up their sleeve and they've potentially got Moff up their sleeve depending on the relationship. Uh, so, you know, they, you've got some guys there with uh, with some good experience. And, and I believe uh, Wilson's staying with them. What, the ball from that
1: Tom Hanks movie?
0: <laughs> no, and they've signed Wilson Group uh, ongoing for next year, which is a good thing too. Mm. It means that... Um, uh, Gaza has to uh, doesn't have to do as many uh, withdrawals out of his own funds. Also means that he can um, you know make sure these cars are protected overnight. Yeah, that, and the, and the factory doesn't get broken into. Even though it's
1: in Daniel. Oh
2: Jesus,
0: uh, Chazzy must busy the week before Newcastle uh, practicing a bit of street racing in Macau. Uh,
1: yes, he was uh, fifth, having been the only one behind the world's biggest accident, twenty seventeen edition. Didn't, uh, that and, didn't barrel into someone else at warp speed. It was like, basically four cars, everyone barreling in and then Mozzie up the back going, I can't get through.
0: And ladies and gentlemen, if you haven't seen it, do yourself a favour. So yeah, so Chaz uh, was in Japan uh, last weekend at Fuji, I think. And mm-hmm. uh, the, uh, the team he was uh, one of the drivers for won the first race. And I believe uh, a pit lane penalty cost them victory uh, back-to-back victories. That sounds awfully familiar. Mm. Was he speeding? Don't go there. (laughs) Forklift Racing. Continuing the news, Forklift Racing? ZB. ZB Forklift. Is that a new Chinese brand of forklift that he's importing?
1: Quite possibly, I'm not sure. Um, Mm. I don't know. If they get a billboard, I'll let you know.
0: Yes. And what we do need to say is the second biggest race of the year was held the week after Newcastle and uh, the Winton HQ 4-hour was uh, run and won surprisingly by a HQ. Big, uh, big ups to Rod Ratchies and Andrew McLeod on their victory. Uh,
1: yes, uh, HQ um, winning a HQ race is a shocking result there. Speaking of shocking... <laughs> uh, Richie Stanaway will be driving the number 56 car next year. Wow, we really dragged that one out. That's only been apparent since about, ooh, Podcast, podcast
0: one. <laughs> Taking five podcasts. So... <clears throat> Warbster, we have a new overlord.
1: Yes. Sean Seamer, who will be taking over from the actual Warbster. The real James Warburton. In the new year. Uh, the Seamster's background is in the media, advertising specifically, and we imagine this second-rate warbster light will do as little as possible to screw it up. Can we refer to him as Warbster 2? Mm, what, like, couldn't we have, like, the die-hard, die die-harder thing and just call him... The the Warbsterer. the Warbster,
0: no, it'll sound like a stutter.
1: True, um, he was in Newcastle, uh, settling in and sort of taking a lot of notes, and we hope that he absorbs the uh, Warbster's wisdom and knowledge. Mm, absolutely, and we'll get into um, the last goodbye.
0: Yes, a final, uh, a final podcast goodbye to the Warbster. So James Warburton will be exiting after Newcastle. He's headed off to sell billboards, as we've, uh, as we sadly keep reminding everybody. Hopefully, he'll be bored uh, s**tless in a few weeks, and he'll want to come back. Um, but we'll go over his time as our overlord in our end of season review. But it's fair to say, Warbster, that um, the man you've modelled yourself upon, uh, his influence has got the sport back on track. Uh, after um,
1: the black wiggle, Mister Cochrane. Hello to all the Gold Coast Suns fans out there. Mm. Uh, so very nearly <laughs> r- lost a lot.
0: Yes, uh, and I think it's time for. A- so we need to go safety car boards and flags, safety car boards and flags, safety car boards and flags.
2: <laughs> Guten Tag. I am Serena de Silvestro, a supercar driver in ZV Art Nissan, as well as the driving. I'm also interested in the road safety. This is why I'm starting a
1: driving training business called Vimin that drive faster. As women that
2: drive faster, a comprehensive course will give you the skills to survive in the concrete jungle, with defensive driving skills and advanced stability course designed to give you in the ability to avoid the danger and trouble,
1: like those big chin swine coins pushing you to in the wall. They're
2: all gone! They're all gone! Tandis off! not one's off!
1: So if you are a Z-learner or experienced lady wanting to learn you tricks to
2: look up women who drive faster, and stay safe on Z-Road.
1: Welcome back to episode 5 of the WarbsterCast, and uh, thank you for getting this far. I know it's uh, the end of the year and everyone's very busy, but we appreciate all of our listeners. And uh, we're not going to do an op Minion poll this time, we're going to give the return of the DSO Warp's tutorial.
0: Because I think the DSO, you've got something to say. Social media DSO. You christened me that back at the start, Warpster. Did indeed, indeed. And if only we knew, mm. if only we knew what fertile material the last fortnight has given us. Oh yes. It's fair to say, ladies and gentlemen, in podcast land, that the ugly face of Australian motorsport. Uh, has has surfaced in the last two weeks. I don't particularly care about your allegiance and I don't particularly care about your opinion, but when, as a race official, when other race officials, are, are when, when, when the feral majority, sorry, the feral minority, decide to go personally at race officials to try and put photos of those individuals working in pit lane up and asking to name and shame them, And Cassie, right about now, I know you'll be listening. I wasn't ambivalent at the time. I was just letting things settle, which luckily they've done. So let's have a talk about race 26. Scotty McLachlan got a justifiable pit lane penalty for a speed infringement. It wasn't given by some bloke using a 15-year-old radar gun. There are two two timing loops five metres apart, and the average speed of the car... Between those two when the transponder goes across it is how they work out the speed uh, at the entry to the pits. It's the same at every single track. Additional loops were installed at a number of tracks at the start of the year. It's been written in the operations manual since the start of the year. So maybe, just maybe, people need to have a think about the things that they've teed off at. It's a judge of fact decision not issued by somebody with a radar gunning in pit lane, it's issued by one of the timekeepers what transpired, the accusations of cheating, and just the the, the, the conduct of the Australian motorsport fan. Uh, and we're not throwing you all under the bus. No, you're not all going saying. under the bus, I have to say that. The conduct of some sections was absolutely disgraceful. There is a line
1: between passion, which we love, which is what makes the sport great, but that line was crossed when you start talking about officials being on the take specifically, officials being under the influence of Holden, Roland T- Day, team
0: allegiances, um, I can tell you right now there is a reason that uh, race officials wear a uniform. They wear a uniform because they're impartial. Yes, they have. Uh, yes, they follow particular cars and particular fans. But in 27 years as a race official, I've never, ever seen anybody do anything that would show allegiance. I've written reports. Um, I've, I've, I've issued penalties to drivers. Um, I've done all sorts of different roles. And it doesn't matter who they are. The rule book is the rule book. And people need to take their red and blue blinkers off and understand that we, our, our sport is very fair, And I think the behaviour of the fans needs to match that. You look at the pit lane speed penalty and everything after that was
1: a flow-on effect of that speed penalty. No one that I've actually spoken to who is on the side of McLaughlin got screwed has been able to tell me with any definite, undeniable,
0: cannot-be-argued concept why that Simona penalty was unfair. Simona penalty... Was, and we've been calling on it, this is our fifth podcast, all we've ever done is ask for race control to be consistent. And you know what? In race 26, they finally showed consistency. I've mentioned earlier the penalty for, dry, for running Craig out of road was consistent with the penalty Garth got running Fabs out of road at uh, the Gold Coast last year. Punting someone down the road is a 15-second penalty. We've said maybe it's not enough, but they were consistent. So there is consistency. The rules have been followed. Perhaps it's time to get over it. And to Scotty McLaughlin fans out there who behaved less than honourably, spe- especially in your social media commentary, channel that energy into supporting him for next year so he will win the championship.
1: I think that disappointment was fine. And there were a lot of fans that were disappointed out there
0: who went, "Ugh,
1: not great. I'm a bit pissed off.
2: I and was, that's I, cool.
0: I'm a race fan too. I was Warbster, I was disappointed. Mm. I, was I, I I don't like Jamie because of the way he carries himself, he just comes across as somebody that I don't like. Mm. Um, and that's nothing to do with him. It's nothing to do with Roland. It's nothing to do with the brand of energy drink that sponsors them. I just don't like the bloke. There have been numerous other drivers throughout the years that I haven't liked. And that's okay. We're allowed to not like them. I did say earlier, I respect him for his win, Um, and you look at the three penalties that Scotty got. For the kid to drive, and I say kid because I'm an old bloke, for the kid to drive back through the field the way he did was sensational. It showed just how talented he is. Yeah, he put a few moves on that he shouldn't have, but on the scheme of things, he's still young, and on the scheme of things, he's still inexperienced. He will be a far better driver. He will be well coached within that Penske organisation. He will be a far better driver for how he drove in race 26. And the mark of the man was he went and found uh, Craig and he went and apologised to Craig. So let's put a full stop on the end of race 26. Did. But the one I want to talk about too, and for John Bauer to have to come out and make a Facebook post about it is an absolute disgrace. Stephen Johnson and John Bau, one in a left-hand drive car, one in a right-hand drive car, shook hands. John Bauer congratulated Stephen Johnson on the cool-down lap in the, at the end of the TCM race on Stevie J's championship win. Why would people even bother coming out on social media and criticising it? Oh, it was unsafe. Oh, they dropped the window nets. Oh, they did this. Oh, they did that. They should take his win off him well, perhaps you should open your mind a little bit wider. That was a moment that was very emotional for
1: the Johnson family and for Bowie and for all the people around them.
0: And Bowie, and and having spoken to Stephen personally about a number of things earlier in the year, Bowie's considered to be part of the Johnson family. So this isn't aimed at everybody
1: by any stretch of the imagination. There were a lot of reasoned debates and there are a lot of reasoned ideas that were given out, postulated, say what you will, on social media. But there was always going to be that 1% that just ruins it for everybody else. And we're not in the business of devolving this thing into like the AFL fans or the NRL fans if you're up north. It just wasn't good enough. It
0: was very disappointing. So what I'll say Mm -hmm. to all of you keyboard warriors who love to have a go at things that you don't like especially those that chose to have a crack at the, at the volunteer race officials, get off your ass, get onto the internet, get onto the supercars website, and volunteer as an official. Go and actually do something rather than say something. Put in some time, get yourself close to the sport, and maybe you might start to understand things a little bit better. And that is my rant for the year done.
1: You know what really grinds my gears? <laughs>
2: Yeah, Mike Raymond didn't get that first.
0: We'll post it on the Facebook page, we promise.
1: This has been a Supercar Insiders production. Please go to www.facebook.com slash insiders for more of this sort of thing. Oh, and by the way, it was 10.